Hey, y'all, and welcome to the Keeping It Center podcast. I'm your host, Jaquetta Gilbert. This is a space for women who want help keeping God at the center of their marriage, their role as a mom, and while using their gifts to make a difference in the lives of others. This is for real women with real issues serving a real God who holds us in the palm of his hand. So if you're ready to take off the facade, woman up to your imperfections, and invite our Father in every part of your beautiful mess, girlfriend, you're in the right place. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Keeping It Center podcast. I am so, so excited to be with you all today. Um, The guest we have, I've known her for a few years now on these interwebs. Uh, We met a while back, and I'm just super excited to have her here with us today. Um, So, Miss Jen, how are you, girl? Hi, it's so good to be with you today. I'm doing well, thank you. Awesome. 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 So like I was saying just now, I've, you know, known you for a little bit. We've been following each other. Gosh, way back. I guess we met on Facebook. Um, yeah. in Alicia's group. Been a few years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. tell everybody who you are and what it is that you do. Sure. Sure. Um, and I just thank you so much for the opportunity to be here and to talk with you and to talk with those listening. And um, and I, I, I really appreciate it. And I am just kind of a, I'm a little bit of an open book. I have a lot, wear a lot of different hats, but um, I would love to discuss anything that we want to discuss. I am a, from Georgia. I live in Georgia. I am a wife of a pastor of a church here in Columbus, Georgia. Uh, I'm the mom to four awesome kids, and actually, as of November 21st, I also am a mother-in-law um, to a precious, precious daughter-in-law, and um, I consider her one of my own as well. So that we, our family has grown in 2020. It was the best part about 2020. <laughs> 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 Wasn't that happened? Well, good. So, um, so yes, yeah, so I'm the uh, I'm a mom, a wife. I am a pediatrician. Um, by trade, so to speak. I currently am still in private practice, although my practice is part-time at the moment uh, in Georgia and Columbus. I am the owner and the founder of Grace in Color, which is, I think, how we kind of first first met through that, mm-hmm. um, which is a website. It's a, it's, a, it's an online ministry that teaches women how to use their creativity um, for worship and Bible study. And then I'm also the co-founder and uh, co-owner of um, Sojo Academy, which is a membership for Christian women that I run with my ministry partner, Erica Joy. And uh, so, yeah, I just, I love, I love dipping my fingers in a lot of things. I'm passionate about the Word of God, about ministry, about teaching, and I've been doing it for several decades, sadly, and it makes me sound old. <laughs> um, and yeah, and that's, that's kind of who I am. Okay. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, yeah, that's awesome that great things happen in 2020. I know a lot of people, um, right. you know, yeah. at least one great thing happened. So. Yes, yes, yes. 
Oh goodness! Well, that's they got engaged before they got engaged before the pandemic hit Mm -hmm. um, in February, and then and then their the wedding was in November, and we just kind of said, you know what, we'll just do it, and Mm -hmm. it's a it's a they had a quarantine wedding. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My um, pastor's daughter did the same thing. You know, they ended up having a quarantine wedding too, and you know everything went well, and both of them were doing well. So yeah. You know, yeah, you do what yeah. you got to do, and and great things are um, still <laughs> happening. <laughs> so that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Well, you you let us know your trade and uh, some things that you do on the side. What's what's would you say is the most fun thing about you? Um, well, I don't have a ton of time to be fun, but. <laughs> Um, I think something that people are surprised about about me that I find to be the most fun and like a great release for me is that I love to dance and I actually choreograph the musicals for school, for my kids' school, the school musicals. Um, I've choreographed Peter Pan and Beauty and the Beast and Newsies, um, which was my crowning star. And then um, (laughs) Last year, Hello Dolly, which we got canceled five days before opening night, oh, which was gosh. tragic for the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this year, I we're doing Tuck Everlasting, and so I do the choreography and I teach the choreography to the middle school and high school kids that are in that show. So I think that's super fun, and you know that's sort of in my spare time, which I have very little of, but um, but it's a lot of fun. So I enjoy doing that. You know what? I don't know how I missed that over the years that you enjoy dancing. I knew your kids were involved in like theater kind of stuff because I've seen posts about that, but mm-hmm. I had no idea that you actually were involved in the choreography and stuff. That's super cool. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a lot of fun. I did get involved in it because my kids were in it. Mm-hmm. And um, my old, my son that has, he graduated, that my younger two that are still in um, one's in high school, one's in middle school. They are my oldest two are out of the house. My younger two, they're still involved in the finance department, and so anyway, I got sucked in, and I can't seem to get out. And <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, it's a beautiful way to minister to kids' hearts mm-hmm. and to um, to you know allow them to take their passion and to use it for the glory of God because it um, it's and that's what we really try to teach the kids as they're learning day-to-day, you know, box steps that mm-hmm. they're doing it for the glory of God. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's great. Great, great, great. Oh, cool. I'm glad to learn something new about you. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> now, I don't ever get on stage anymore. That's, I'm past my time to actually get on stage, but I do uh, help other people look good on stage right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I used to do a little acting back in the day, too, and it's it's been a while. I'm not sure I want to go back to that either but (laughs) yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. well awesome awesome well one of the reasons why I asked you on is because I um have seen you doing this for a while and that's bible journaling and um to be perfectly honest I know there are a lot of different opinions on bible journaling and so I think some of it is probably rooted in just not knowing what it is though. Um, (laughs) And so I would love for you to kind of break it down for us and let us know what is Bible journaling and how in the world did you even get started in doing it in the first place? Sure. 
Well, the the cool thing about it is, is that although it has come become like a quote unquote thing recently, and you know, if you go to Instagram and you search for it, you're going to get all kinds of fantastic looking like artistic pages and things like that. But the cool thing about Bible journaling, in my opinion, is it's simply a visual expression of worship. It is another way to worship. It's one of many ways to dive deeper into what you're learning in the Word of God. So for me, it's a way to slow down, use my creativity while focusing on Scripture. Um, I also use it as a memory device. So when I'm thinking about Scripture, I can go back and actually remember, okay, well, you know, I, I visual, I'm a very visual person and a visual learner, and so I can remember the visual representation of something that I have learned much more easily than I can um, an audio or a text representation. That's just kind of the way my mind works. Um, and, and I actually got into it because I've always done this to some extent. I mentioned I was a pediatrician. So in medical school, when I was learning, the way that I would learn of course, lots and lots of note-taking, but also I did a lot of really, for lack of a better term, visual representation, uh, visual expression. I would take what I was learning and I would, in my mind, I would see it visually and I would giggle it and draw and, 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 and kind of draw it out and, and map it out. And, you know, if you think of a mind map, you know, with little, little circles and, and lines going every which way, that's kind of what my mind, how my mind thinks. <laughs> And I'm not very linear thinking. And so putting that on paper helps me to learn. And I just took what I have always done to learn, and I just applied it to learning the Word of God. And that's really what Bible journaling is. It can come in all kinds of different expressions. And I know that we'll talk about that in just a little bit, but it is not simply, um, you know, being super talented artistically it's about diving in and getting the word of god in your heart in whatever way you can and for me it happens to work really well um i will say that art for art's sake is a beautiful thing and we and, and i love art for art's sake um i however that is not what bible journaling is for me it is not about the art it's about the word of god so I think that understanding that there's a huge spectrum from those that are Instagram worthy to those that are not, which is most of my journaling, um, that the whole point of it is to draw us in and let allow us to press into God through his word. I love that. Love that. I I never um, would have thought about that way. Like I like to doodle. I used to draw a lot more back in the day than I do now. Um, and I guess when I first started seeing Bible journaling pop up on the scene, I had a hard time connecting at first because I was like, well, these are pretty pictures, but I don't really know if I want to do this in my Bible or just, I don't know. I, I didn't really understand it. I didn't ha have a full grasp on it. Um, but I love mm -hmm. that you said it's a, a personal, um, way to visually express our worship to God. That, that really resonates with me. Um, just making it a personal thing, um, and, and connecting that to the way we can worship God. And it, and like you said, it's not art for art's sake. There's actually a real point behind it, um, that points us right back to God, which is where our focus should be anyway. Um, 
So I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. A lot. And that's so <laughs> important too. It's important to know that if you're doing something, it's just it's you know like music. Music can be just for music's sake and for enjoyment, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. God, God created all these good things for our pleasure and our enjoyment. But there are also times where we use music for worship and for really pressing into God. It's the same kind of idea. We can use um, art for, you know, for our own creative kind of endeavors, um, but we also can use it to really, really learn more about what God has to say to us through His Word. And that's the way I personally use it. Um, and and, and that's the way I encourage others to use it, to use it as a kind of a means to an end to understanding God's word more. So, yeah. yeah. And that answers your question on that. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, for sure. For sure. I like that. I like that. Um, it, you were talking about, um, you know, doing this as you're reading the Bible and, and learning more about God. And I guess my question is, why is studying the Bible important? And I know some people, especially our veteran uh, Christians listening, are like, well, duh, you got to study. Um, but, you know, like, I guess, you know, we're all on different parts of our journey in our faith walk. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, I can just remember as a young Christian, I, even growing up in the church, I read. Um, but I, I guess to me, there's a difference in reading and studying. Um, so what are your thoughts then on why actually studying the Bible and why that's important? Yeah. Okay. Well, this could take a whole nother hour. So I'm going to, I'm going to get you Um, (laughs) because there are so many reasons, but I think that we need to know there's a distinction between Bible study, Bible reading, um, other readings, like devotional readings, for example, reading other people's words, and then creative worship, which is where I think the Bible journaling fits in. And I think that, that they all have their place. They're all good. They're all important, but they do serve different purposes. And so if you're new to the Bible, it's important to recognize that there are distinctions. Bible reading is awesome. We're, we happen to be recording this in January. Um, I don't know when if anybody's listening to it, but this is the time of year where people get their Bible reading plans and they want to have all these great Bible reading goals, which is fantastic, fantastic. And no matter what time of year it is, I encourage that. Bible reading is so important because Bible reading gives you an overview of the whole narrative of God, right? Mm-hmm. Genesis to Revelation. The whole thing is ultimately about the work of Christ on the cross. And seeing that is beautiful and it's life-changing. So knowing the narrative of the Bible just by simply reading it is critical. But then you have this other piece, which is Bible study, which is a separate thing from Bible reading. And that's where we actually deepen and expand our understanding of the passages that we're reading, right? And there's so many techniques to do this. There's so many, um, you know, different methods and Bible study techniques. Again, we could go into that and ad nauseum, but I'm not going to. <laughs> but the point is to learn more about the Word. And, and that's where we get into cross-referencing and commentaries and, all, all, and, you know, application. That's how we get into all of this. So that is really super important. And honestly, the reason why we need to do that 
is because it is it's 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 a command from God, right? Yeah. So you know, in Deuteronomy eleven, God says, "Fix these words of mine in your heart and your mind. Have them assembled on your hands and bind them on your foreheads." Teach them to your children, talking about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road. I mean, basically, he's saying, take these words of mine, take the word of God and, and, and tie it to your heart. Teach it to your, teach it to your kids, right? Yeah. So um, it is really, really important that we understand that. 2 Timothy 2.15 says, present yourself to God as one approved, right? A workman who doesn't need to be ashamed, but who correctly handles the word of truth. So we need to correctly handle that. Um, so I really think that, that first and foremost, understanding Bible reading, Bible study are different, and they're both important. Um, and knowing that not only is it required of us or commanded of us, really, but it's for our own good. Mm-hmm. It's for our good and his glory, because as we learn his precepts, we become more knowledgeable about him. But more importantly, we grow closer to him. Yeah. So if that's really important, I did want to briefly also say that devotions and reading devotions and a lot of you women listening um, may or men, I don't know who else is saying, but whoever's listening, you might um, find it easy to pick up other people's books, right? Mm-hmm. It's really, really easy to pick up a book. And I have one sitting right next to me, actually, because I'm doing the study on uh, the armor of God and spiritual warfare for Sojo Academy. So I have a book sitting right here. Um, and it's important that we know that these are awesome resources. However, other people's words do not replace the word. So devotions are really good, but only after we've been in the word of God. They're helpful. I like to think of them like as dessert or even the sprinkles on the dessert, let's say. They're fun and, and they're good, but they're not necessary to life And and because all you really need is the word of God. And in fact, if that's all you're consuming, they're harmful. Because that they're taking you away from the actual word. You're listening to what someone else thinks about the word instead of hearing what God has to say to you through the word itself. So then that leads us to the Bible journaling piece, which is I know kind of what we've been talking about. That is, for my in my mind, something that's even different, and that is creative worship. And it helps the passages that we're reading and that we're studying and that we're hearing other people discuss. We, we take that passage, and for me, it ties a little bow on it, and it helps it to come alive so that I can focus on it as I meditate on the Word, and I can remember it going forth more effectively. So that may be way more than what you wanted for that question. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but uh, I just, I find that studying God's Word and recognizing that I need to be reading, I need to be studying, I need to be learning from other people, but trusted people, but I have, and I need to be worshiping, and, and knowing that I need to have all of these things in my artery as I prepare to fight the fight, right? Those are all critical, and um, in doing so, um, I'm, if, if I strike that right balance, which there's no right balance, but if I'm really striving to strike that balance, then uh, I'm going to grow, and I'm going to become more like Christ, which is my ultimate goal, not for my good, because I'm already 
robed in the righteousness of Christ if I'm trusting in his work on the cross, right? Mm -hmm. He came, he lived the perfect life I could not live. He died a horrible death I totally deserved. And because of that, if I trust in him, I'm now clothed in his righteousness and I stand before a holy God and I can stand before that holy God righteous because of him, not me. So I've already got that piece down. But in doing these other things, I'm growing, and, and the whole point of it is to point others to the glory of God so that they too can see the beauty of the cross, yeah. right? So learning these precepts is critical for my growth, but not just so I can get to heaven. It's critical so I can, instead of being a cul-de-sac, I can be a conduit to the world that is dying and dark and needs the gospel. Yeah. So, okay, I'm going to preach now. I'm sorry. I just I get really excited about this topic. Okay. That's awesome, though. I love it. I love it. Don't don't hold back. <laughs> I feel like you really, really well, broke it down you know very well. I you know that that's really difficult to do, so... <laughs> No, I I love it. I love it. Because, you know, like I said, we all, you know, everyone's listening is at a different space in their their journey. You know, we may have new believers listening and as well as seasoned believers. And so I I think your breakdown was really, really helpful um, in explaining the difference in, you know, reading and, and, and doing the things we need to to really build that solid relationship with God, you know, studying more. Um, And uh, I. I, I love that you're the expert I know <laughs> about Bible journaling because I I have friends and I, I've come across other people that are like, you know, I just don't, I I love God, you know, I, I believe he is the, the one and only God, but I just have such a hard time studying and really understanding um, what's going on in the Bible. Like I, I'm just really struggling in that area. And so... Um, I would love for you to kind of talk to us about some of the benefits of combining art with our Bible study and how maybe some people that are struggling, how art probably could be a benefit to them in um, understanding the word of God more better in their studies. Sure. So I, I want to preface it by saying that remembering that Bible study journaling it can be art um it can be paints and watercolors and doodles and um you know colored pens and all uh, uh, all the things it could be all these things but it may simply be journaling about what you're learning in the bible um so it may or may not include the actual quote unquote art part um but whatever it looks like for you it again it's to solidify what we're learning. So I enjoy color. I enjoy art. I enjoy pretty things. I, I, my planner is colorful. My sermon notes, I mean, obviously for my sermon notes, I take notes on, on my husband's sermons, and which, by the way, phenomenal preacher, but <laughs> that's just not a play for him. But um, the, the, I take notes for, on his sermons, but they're all colored. It's hilarious. Because I have like all my colored pens and, and each pen is a different color. And different, because that helps me to remember. If I have a black page of notes, I'm very rarely going to go back to it because it stresses me out. Mm-hmm. Whereas if it's colorful, I'm much more likely to do that. Now, you, if you're listening to me, may think that that is crazy town and that is not you. And that's okay because that is how God created you. If you're thinking to yourself, 
you know what, I really don't ever go back to my sermon notes, and I do kind of get bored with Bible reading and Bible journaling. I, I mean, journaling when I'm reading, and I do kind of get bored. Maybe we need to back it up a little bit. Throw a little bit of art in there. Throw some stickers in there. Throw some doodles in there. Throw some color in there. Circle certain passages that you're writing out. Write the scripture. Write the word, and then circle keywords. Find a way to be, quote-unquote, for better term, creative in your study. And and what can happen is, here's the thing, guys. Here's, this is what I need for everybody that's listening to me to understand. We all go through periods of time where we struggle to get in the Word of God. And sometimes it's just an obedience issue of just flat out doing it, even when we don't feel like it. Because here's the beauty, and anybody who's done this can attest to this. Once you get into the Word, and once you read, and once you start to study, and whether it's in implementing some of these techniques or not that we're going to talk about, um, once you do that, you get this fire and this yearning, and you want to study more. And, and the Holy Spirit just does this really cool thing in our hearts and, and brings us closer to Him so that we want to know Him more. So I think in, in this past year, in this time of pandemic, I'm, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go here for just a second. <laughs> mm-hmm. that I think that Christians have the opportunity to press in or the opportunity to pull back because we have a lot more excuses than ever before to pull back from the things of God in quarantine and, in, in, you know, just isolation and all the things that have been required of us. We have the opportunity to pull back. And guys, we have to fight that and we have to push forward or we, we, we just do because this world needs us. They need, does God need us? Really? No. Does he use us? Yes, he does. And he need, they need to see the light of the gospel in your life. And the only way to really kind of, to, to, to be that light on the hill, to be that soul, is to know God. So taking these, these techniques of Bible journaling, for example, throwing it in your Bible study, maybe just enough to kind of shake things up enough to, to give you that fire again that you have not, or maybe you've never had, but you have a desire for. So, okay, that to me, that's the benefit. It, shape, it, it shakes things up, it, it freshens things, and it allows me to press into the Word of God. Gotcha, gotcha. I really like the part where you were talking about how even our perspective of what classifies as art could probably need to change. Um, You just put it in Mm -hmm. in such simple terms of just using different colors, period, and how that itself can can be art. (laughs) Um, You know, like you said, I I love color too. I, I, listen, that's that's how I passed Proven stats in college, okay? Like I had to color code my notes and everything. So I totally get it. Like just that aspect of it can be art. And I never thought of it that way before. Um, So that's really cool. Um, And uh, I think maybe that's kind of like you were saying, like with a lot of things we, we, um, 
we get set on doing things one way or, you know, we're just used to doing things one way. And now that we're in a space where life is super different for everybody, especially, um, I mean, we all have always been going through our own things, but it's really a different time because of this pandemic for everybody. Um, I think it's a, a big challenge for all of us to kind of come out of what we're used to doing. Um, and, uh, just to kind of look at the simple beauties that God has already given us. So I think that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, well, one thing I know, I would not call myself a Van Gogh or a Picasso or anything. Um, and I know there are some people who um, kind of shy away from doing any kind of craft activity, anything art related, because they just don't feel as if they've got the skills um what can you offer to those ladies who maybe want to give bible journaling a try um what can you offer to those ladies as tips on how to get into bible journaling if they're not like if it's not their actual yeah. strength <laughs> i actually can speak to this with great confidence because i too am not very um, naturally gifted in the artistic arena as far as uh, I, nobody would ever, um, you know, buy anything that I, <laughs> that I created, you know. So I, I, I understand that it's like 90% of what I do is never seen by any another soul as far as, you know, Bible journaling and artistic things. Um, so I, I can answer this very well. So what do I do if I want to try something different in my Bible study? Do I want, if I want to, as we talked about before, kind of kind of get myself out of the rut that I might be in. And, and you know, I, I kind of, nobody wants to admit that they are, get bored with Bible study, right? Nobody wants to admit that because that does not sound very, you know, spiritual. Mm-hmm. But let's just be honest, it happens. It happens. Um, and that is one of the tactics of the enemy to keep us out of the Word of God. So I think that finding different ways to kind of make it unique and different are important. Um, so you can doodle. I doodle. I practice doodling. I, as I'm, as I'm repeating a verse, I'm memorizing a verse. I'm doodling it. Um, I let go of perfectionism. This is huge, people. Do not get on um, social media and look at other people's quote unquote by the journal pages and think that is what you have to do. That is not what you have to do. So get rid of perfectionism. Let it go. Let it go. You can use other people's art. There's digital um, art that's available for free and for sale. And I have a lot on my site that I have that are just that I have I give away or some that I sell. Um, there's traditional items like things that just are just around your house. Look around where you are. Postcards you can cut up and do different things. You can we call it ephemera. It's different ways you can use just things around your house to kind of just just to make things a little bit more interesting. Um, you can use stickers. You can do washi tape. You can um, – here's another cool thing that I like to do a lot, and that's tracing, okay? <laughs> Everybody knows how to trace. And the cool thing is that if you do this in a, in a Bible, um, which you obviously don't have to, but if you do this in a Bible, the Bible pages are really, really thin, so they're really easy to trace. But you can print off something and – that like a pretty font and then you just trace it. You don't even have to have good handwriting. 
some of you have awesome, beautiful handwriting. And so that that's a whole nother a whole other thing is the handwriting, the um, letter, hand lettering, all of that. I'm terrible at that too, by the way. Terrible at it. <laughs> um, and so I use the technique of tracing all the time. Mm-hmm. I, I, I will trace fonts that are handwritten fonts and I'll print them out and I'll trace them. Or you can trace even like coloring books, coloring pages. Um, you, you trace parts of it. You trace a flower that you see. Trace it, color that. The coloring is, is, is a way you can do it without being artistic. Um, or you just write. This is what we talked about before, writing in different color pens. That's what I do, but you don't have to. Just writing things out. There's no end to what you can do, regardless of your level of natural artistic giftedness. And some of you are listening to me that actually do have this talent, because specifically speaking, there are some of you that are as talented in, our, you know, in whatever it might be, watercolor, acrylics, whatever. And so for you, all it takes is a shift of moving that over to worship. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot of different options. And that's one of the things I teach on my site and that you can find anywhere on the Internet. But don't let yourself get sucked into, I have to do it this way or that way or another way. Again, remember the goal and the purpose. It's not about the art. Yeah, it's kind of fun to learn new artistic techniques. I find that fun. Some people don't. I do. But <laughs> that's not the point of it. The point of it is the Bible and the Word and the study and the worship and the prayer. And we haven't even talked about prayer. That's a whole other spiritual discipline I'm not going to get into on there. That's not what we grow in right now. But using art to pray is another thing that I do. It's kind of like, I guess it's like prayer journaling. So using your creativity in all of your spiritual disciplines is, uh, I, I, I just encourage you to try it. I just encourage you to try it because it would, depending on your, your season in life, it may be something that really challenges you to get in the word more. Yeah. Yeah. I love this for so many reasons. Um, you guys don't know this before we started recording. I was sharing with Jen, one of my vulnerable moments (laughs) about my struggles with perfectionism. And, um, I think it's just like you said, we tend to look online at what so many people are doing and how beautiful and quote unquote perfect everything looks. And so it's just really easy to say, well, there's no point in me trying because I can't have my stuff look that great. But you've given us so many different options um, to choose from to help us. Um, and, And I like that you reminded us it's the point of Bible journaling is not art for art's sake. It's, you know, learning more about God and drawing near to God. That's the real purpose of it. Not so that we can look like Van Gogh's on Instagram. <laughs> no shade to the people who do, you know, have that natural talent. You know, that yeah, is great for you. Awesome if you can. That's yes. Awesome. Yes. yes. I'd you if you did. Yes. <laughs> So I personally needed that reminder. Um, just, you know, it's it's not about being perfect. Um, even though we're all striving in every area of life to be more like Jesus, we all have our hiccups and that's fine for sure. Um, yeah, I love that. And, and you talk about art for prayer. I may have to pencil that to the side and we may need to revisit that later. And like, if you have other resources to share, maybe we can like circle back around at another time about that. Cause that's yeah, definitely, yeah. um, 
definitely useful. Um, yeah, and I won't go, see. I could go off on a tangent about that right now. I'm trying to stay in my I know, I know. place. We'll, we'll, we'll bring it in. We'll bring it in. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Okay, so um, like I was talking about earlier, I guess I just kind of grew up where I only saw people in church that would maybe um, highlight things in their Bible. Um, not really do too much else. And so I guess it was such a mental shift for me when I started seeing a lot more of, um, Bible journaling and, um, how, how would you approach it then for people who are probably still hesitant about doing art in their actual Bible? Um, what are some alternatives for those ladies? Okay, this is a fantastic question because it's one that comes up a lot in my little space. Um, and, and here's what I'm going to encourage you to do. If you have a hesitation for writing in your actual Bible for whatever reason, don't. <laughs> okay, that's just what I'm going to say. Don't. Because it's, again, if this is about your spiritual maturity and spiritual growth, and if it is, if, if it is a stumbling spot for you, then don't do it. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, there's a couple of things I do want to mention. We do see a lot of, again, if you search for Bible journaling, you see a lot of pages where they cover entire pages and, um, uh, and these kind of things. I will tell you that for one thing, if you are interested in, in drawing or writing in the Bible, I personally do not think there's a problem with that. I think that um, you know, that the Bible is, is the word of God, a hundred percent, it's a hundred percent true. Um, but if you, if you do that, the caveat I have is I would never cover words in the word of God. If it is your only copy of the word of God, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Ever. Mm-hmm. Because, um, well, obvious reasons, you don't need me to go into the, because <laughs> however, I will say a lot of the things that you see, are actually Bibles that are purchased specifically for this purpose. It's like a canvas, okay? Um, it's like a, it, we use this, you use it as your canvas, and uh, there's a Bible that's an interleaved Bible, is what I call it, and it's literally there's a, the text on one side and a blank page on the other side. Okay, it is specifically designed for writing and journaling and, 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 and art, you know, if you, if you so choose to use it that way. There's also Bible journaling Bibles there. And you should see me. I'm totally using my hands. Right now. I'm just <laughs> all this in my hands. Nobody can hear me. But there are Bible journaling Bibles that have space on the, on the outside, on the margins, that have space below for you to write and to draw and to do these kind of things. So you could potentially have purchase a separate Bible just for this. But you don't have to. If you are using your regular Bible, here's another little trick. If you want to try Bible journaling, but you don't want to do it in your Bible, or you only have one Bible or two Bibles, for whatever reason. If you live in the States, you're blessed in the fact that we you probably have several Bibles within a stone's throw of you right now. Okay, That's, you're, You are blessed if that is you. The Word of God is prolific. It's to the point where... Where honestly, it should make it should it should rebuke us how much access we have to the Word of God when we're not using it and taking it in because that's my own little 
my own little rebuke to myself right there because sometimes I'm like, gosh, I have so much access to the word and yet I don't always utilize it. But anyway, if you're not in the state, you don't even have this kind of access. And so don't use it. Don't don't take um, the, your precious word and, and draw on it if you're not comfortable with that. But here's a little trick I was going to mention. You can photocopy the Bible and or you can scan it, or you can go online and find an online version of the Bible. I like ESV.org because that's one of my favorite um, my favorite translations, but at Bible Gateway, for example, they have all the translations. There's several sites. There's several, several websites, and you can actually print it out. So you can print out the passage you want. Let's say I want to study... It, let's say you want to study the book of Philippians. There's only four chapters. You can print that whole thing out. It's like four pages, six pages total. You can photocopy your Bible and put it on your printer and, and copy it. And then what you do is you take that copy and you put it. I like to put them in, like, like for example, in a composition notebook. And then I do my journaling right there. I, can, I don't feel bad about it. I can journal right on the page. I can print off the same page of the Bible five times if I want to. I can, you know, and, and it just kind of gives you a way to, to, to really look at the passages and read them and use practices, these artistic creative worship techniques and without actually being in your Bible themselves. So, all right, so that's, that's tip number one and two. Purchase a separate Bible. Two, photocopy your Bible. Three, just do it in a journal or a planner. That is fine to do. It is fine to do that. Um, I mentioned earlier writing the scripture, writing the word. I think there was something really powerful to writing out the passage of scripture you're studying and then literally writing it out word for word or paraphrasing it even. Don't be careful with that. But, you know, writing it out pretty much word for word. And then you can do your journaling around that. So, and that can just be in a journal or a piece of notebook paper or posting notes. It doesn't matter. <laughs> just anything that is allowing you to learn, understand, memorize, um, get that word in your heart so that you can apply it to your life. And once again, I'm going to say it again, show others the beauty of his word. So, yeah, those are some alternatives, some practical alternatives for you. I love that, um, especially being that they are practical. Um, I don't know why I didn't think of that before. I like the ESV um, version too, and um, someone from our church turned me on to the CSB. Did I say it right? Christian Standard Bible. Yeah, oh, CSB. I love the CSB. <laughs> yeah, That's my favorite version. <laughs> yeah, I had to say it out loud. I said, like, yeah. "Wait a minute, did I say it right?" <laughs> yeah. So I, I never thought yeah. about going on the site and and printing it off. Um, to put in one of my hundreds of notebooks that I have around this house. Um, so yeah, yeah. you yeah. can copy one thing I do is I literally copy and paste it into like a Google Doc. Mm-hmm. And I will say that some of the websites are better than others as far as like the um, the little superscripts and things like that can get mm-hmm. a little bit tough. But um, you can go, you can copy it off. Uh, and copy paste it into a Google Doc and print that off. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of different ways that you can do that. Of course, this is all for your own personal use, so there's not any copyright issues with it. You don't want to print it off and like you know sell it or give it away. Right. But for, if you're using it for your own personal Bible study, then it's a beautiful way to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
If you're like me and you crave alone time with God, then I want to invite you to grab this free Bible study called Forget Not His Benefits. It was created by my friends at Sojo Academy, and it was written to help give you a mini getaway with God. And I call it mini because it's a one hour Bible study. I've really enjoyed it, and I know you will too. So go ahead and grab this free Bible study using the link in the show notes for today's episode. If you don't see it in your podcast catcher that you're using, you can always find it over at the site on www.keepingitcentered.com. I see this is why I love um, chatting with guests on the podcast. I don't mind doing solo episodes when I need to, but this is why I love chatting with guests is because, you know, when we come together with one another, we can just learn so much. Like you're just giving me life Mm -hmm. right now and things that I never would have thought of, you know, just, I don't have those experiences and you being able to share these in such a practical manner is like game changing. And so I just, I love it. I love it. I'm so glad we're able to talk today. (laughs) Really, really glad. (laughs) Now, we kind of talked about this a smidge earlier about, um, you know, just ways to help people connect with the Bible if they're struggling. Um, And I know we have a lot of moms listening. We're both moms. And so what has Mm -hmm. helped for you? What are some practical things that have helped for you um, in terms of using Bible journaling to make the Bible come to life with your kids even? How can we do that as moms? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is a fun one because honestly, this is, that's the easiest thing that you can do because kids love to be creative, right? If Mm -hmm. you have children or if you've been around a child for more than five minutes, you know that they love to draw, color, cut, paste, take things apart, put things back together. use their imagination they love that and here's the thing they don't care about the aesthetic value of their art they don't everything they create is beautiful in their eyes Mm -hmm. if we could look through the eyes of a child at what we create how game-changing and life-changing would that be yeah you know they just do it nobody has to tell them oh you need to make sure this is good enough for other people to be able to, they just do it. They, they just create for the beauty of creation, of creating things. And so, um, so it's easy to include them in this particular discipline because kids, sometimes it's difficult to get them in Bible study if you don't use a little bit of creativity because they do have shorter attention spans. Mm-hmm. They don't have quite the understanding, obviously, depending on their age. Um, if you've got teenagers, you can sit down and have very deep theological discussions with them without any props, so to speak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you have a five-year-old, it's probably going to take a little bit more than just, you know, a systematic theology book. So I would say what you can do and what I did with my kids, read a passage, okay? The Psalms are really good for starting off for this because you discuss it. You kind of talk about it a little bit at their level, whatever level you're, they're at. And then you just ask them, what comes to your mind when you think about this? Draw it out for me. Let's draw out what comes to your mind. Maybe it's a conference on the Lion of Judah, and they draw out a lion, literally. And then they can either write or you can write for them the passage of Scripture that it is, the 
you know, the scripture reference, maybe the keywords that are in there. Um, you know, something as simple as in Psalm 1, drawing a tree by a river. I mean, every child can draw a tree by a river, typically, once they get to the developmental stage to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And then they can understand the passage a little better in, in their own selves. And, and what you will find is that will be a beauty for you as a mom, because you will not only see your children being excited to be in the Word, but it will you to action to want to do it over and over again with them because you are you're you're you are being the hands and feet of God right then we are all called to different paths and this is a whole nother topic as well that I'm promise I'm not going to get into <laughs> we're all called to different parenting paths and some of us are called to be home full-time with our kids some of us are called to work full-time outside the home but regardless of where you are with your your, your mothering or your parenting, we are still called to point our children to the gospel. And this is just one way that we can do that, that it doesn't require getting on Pinterest and finding really complicated experiments to do. It doesn't require, um, you know, you having any skill in and of yourself. It doesn't require going to the craft store and coming up with all kinds of things. It just requires sitting down with a Bible, explaining the word to them, having them explain it back to you, and then having them just draw it visually, color it, cut out construction paper, do whatever it takes to let them understand what they're reading. So that's kind of my my encouragement to you, Mom. You don't have to have it all together. You do not, and none of us do. I don't. Maybe you do. I don't. Oh, no. Um, you don't have to have, yeah, the skill set to teach someone all of the, you know, aesthetic angles and layering and, and shadowing and blah, blah, blah. You just have to put a crayon in their hand and talk to them about the Word of God. And honestly, in doing that, you are being a servant and you are fulfilling your calling to be a woman of God and teach your children these things. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. And you're you're so right. I, you know, I've got a teenager or a preteen and, and my youngest is seven. And, you know, we've got an art area um, in our house. And, and you're so right. My seven-year-old in particular, she will, you know, go and, and make all these wonderful um things out of construction paper and um it's it's not about it being perfect you know um and I love that I love it love it love it that she's able to just um express herself and um she's she's excited about it it helps her to remember what she's been learning and um I don't know if some people know about the bible version um the you what is it the you version's Bible app for kids. Uh There you go. Um, my youngest in particular, we've been having her use that for years, you know, it's free and she's able to hear the word of God, um, to see the stories. They read it to her. She can even read it to herself now. And then they've got the coloring activities like you were mentioning and she just loves it, loves it, loves it, loves it. It's a a Mm -hmm. great way for, you know, if you don't have the art materials and, you know, say you're on a trip or something, um, a great way to have that art included in there and, and your kids are still learning too. So it's, I like it. It's cool. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And it doesn't matter what age they are, they can still participate in some form of journaling, whether it's using, you know, the coloring and the crayons or whether it's actually journaling in a journal that you give them as they're older. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. teaching them the journaling, spiritual journaling, biblical journaling is, I mean, it's a spiritual discipline and not necessarily the artistic part, but just journaling what we're learning. And I think that teaching our children that is, um, it, it can be a lifetime habit that can help them when they're on their own. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yep, for sure. So I would love to know, you mentioned how you got into um, Bible journaling and, and how it kind of carried from things that helped you becoming a pediatrician. Um, but can you tell us just, just a smidge more, like how did the actual act of Bible journaling help change your relationship with God, you as a person? Um, okay, so this is a little more of a challenging question for me because it has been a ongoing wax and wane kind of process as far as the actual Bible journaling part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes I'm not, you know, I'm not as involved as I would like to be. this year. I've not been involved as I would like to be in the artistic expression of my worship for uh, several reasons. Uh, I know while a lot of people were home more and doing more things at home in 2020 with the pandemic, uh, I actually was working more uh, as, you know, as a physician. So it's funny because I'm only part-time, but there were several months that I was actually had to go back and um, and, and work full-time. And it just was, when when things like this happen, and, and this is just my example, when things like this happen that kind of cause your situation to change, sometimes the way we study and learn changes as well, right? Right. So I prioritized, when I did have time alone with God, I prioritized study and reading over Bible journaling itself because I did not have time for all of it. And it's important that you prioritize um, getting into the Word and for me, that was more important in this past year. But when I do have the time and I get to sit down and I do this creative worship, it's like freedom for me, for my soul. And my soul soars when I do this. I pray over what I'm illustrating. I, I stop and I start as I need to. I look things up when I need to it, during the art process. Um, and when I'm finished with something, with a whether it's a page or whatever it is, um, you know, God gives us this uh, this this need to complete things, um, and I feel a sense of accomplishment, which is kind of weird because nobody really sees what I do. But it's still it's it, there. We we're 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 created to to worship number one, to glorify God, but to work. And when you when we complete a project, no matter what it is, or at the end of a hard day of work, there's a sense of of accomplishment and a purpose that's been fulfilled. And for me, I get that kind of sense um, when I'm when I complete a Bible journaling project. And again, it's not just because oh yeah, this is something awesome that I've done. It's because I feel like you know what I understand this passage a little bit better. I I feel like I have done something for my soul that will in turn I can pour out to others. And so I guess that's how it's changed. It kind of changing my relationship with God. That's difficult to say. Um, I can say that what it does do for me is um, it just, it's another layer. Without another layer of understanding when I'm able to 
to um, participate in it. So, um, again, I'm not sure if that's exactly the answer that you want, but that's kind of what um, that's what I'm giving you. <laughs> yeah, no, listen, I'm not looking for a specific answer. I just want, you know, authenticity. Um, that's what I'm all about, authenticity. And I know a lot of ladies yeah, listening yeah. just – you know, like, like we've been saying, we kind of get caught up in, oh, there's no point in me doing this because I can't X, Y, and Z and, and always looking for the excuses yeah. and the negatives. And so, you know, I just love when, when people are able to put in practical terms, like, Hey, listen, I'm human, just like you, you know, like this is what works for me. And, and so I, I love it. I appreciate that response. Cause it's, it's very helpful. Very, very helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, now you have alluded to this. And I really want you to tell us more about um, what you do in terms of grace and color. Um, and then also, I know that you are one of the co-creators of the Sojo Society. And so I know about these companies, but I, I know everyone listening doesn't. Um, so let us know, why were these ministries even started? Who are they for? Um, and, and what can they expect to gain from checking you guys out? Sure. And I appreciate you giving the opportunity to share about this because this is a heart passion for mine. Um, Grace and Color was, was created um, as a, honestly, as a reaction to women in my own church. So this is a pastor. He's the lead pastor of church, as I mentioned early on. And, and I was finding that the women in our church were turning to online sources for um, a lot of different reasons, which is, which is good. Of course, this was years ago. This was four years ago. So now it, they're turning to it even more. Um, but I was finding that some of the sources that were being utilized were maybe not, um, maybe not as helpful as I would have liked. And I had a real passion to, to lead women into in good theology and um, and just what 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 would be helpful for them um, and not going down paths that would actually distract from the gospel. So that's where Grace and Color came from. It's a safe place with good theology as a place to teach women. And the and what I what I I focus on the creativity aspect of it because that was one of the things that did, as I mentioned above, it did help me to layer on to my maturity um, and to understand the work more. So I focused on the creativity. When I met a couple of years ago, I really became friends with AJ, who is Erica Joy. She's my ministry partner. And she, we became friends and we actually hooked up. It's interesting. This is very meta. We got to start a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so we were going to start a podcast together and that actually never happened. It hasn't happened yet. It's still a, it's still in the plan. It's still hopefully something that we will do. But we decided we both had the desire. We, when we started talking, we realized we had a desire to dig deeper into the lives of other Christian women who are walking the same path we're walking, right? We're all sojourners together, which is where Sojo comes from. We're sojourners in this world. And and, and we, we were both offering things to people, offering you know, like hopefully helpful articles and advice and, and workshops and tutorials and, and resources to women, which is great. But we had a real desire to, to really walk alongside women and to, to find a way to dig deeper. So in, in December 2018, we started Sojo Academy, which is what we call the actual membership site that we have. And we currently 
has over 700 women in there who are all a beautiful global community that come together every month. We have a Bible study that we all kind of work through together. We work on together. We have mentoring because AJ and I together have, as I mentioned before, we're kind of old, so we have decades of experience of we've been church planters. We've been um, pastors' wives. We've been missionaries. We have been uh, women's ministry leaders. We, we just, we've done all these things, and we want to pour out into others, so we mentor we have workshops, we have practical resources, Bible study resources, study sessions, Q&As. And then, of course, because I'm one of the people, we have Bible journaling kits <laughs> <laughs> and teach ways to use our creativity. So we basically serve Christian women who need and desire a plan and a community of like-minded women. So I just, I, I'm passionate about it, and, and I'm, I'm going on about it too much because... I love this community and I love these women and I needed the structure myself and I needed the opportunity to, to speak into other women's lives, um, both locally, which I do in my local church, but also really there, there is a limit when we're in the online space, right? You're listening to me from who knows where I'm sitting in Georgia and you are listening to me from potentially all over the world. And we can gather together as Christians and, and encourage each other and pray for each other. And that's what we do in Sojo. So, yeah, we pray for each other. We offer a safe place to learn and grow. Love. And we don't spoon feed women. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we, 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 we sort of make us, we make each other work for it. We're iron sharpening iron community. Yeah, yeah. I love so, it. Yeah. Love it, love it, love it. And it's... Um, I, I just love that you all, um, have been able to touch so many women, um, like you said, all over the place. It's just crazy how technology can connect us. Um, and Mm -hmm. personally for me, I'm an introvert. And so, you know, I does, it doesn't mean I don't like being around people. I do. Um, but I think this is great especially for people like me where it can be comfortable to be in my own shell and to study on my own and you know to do those things building my relationship with God one-on-one but there's just something to be said about um, a community and being in a group and learning from other women Um, there's just so much benefit to it um, we can kind of get stuck in our, in our own way. And, um, you know, like we talked about earlier, just hearing from other women, you, I've, I've realized at least, um, you learn that you're not alone. You learn that you're not quote unquote, just different and, and nobody gets you or anything like that. Um, and so I just love what you all are doing and it's so, so needed. There's just amazing benefits <laughs> for all kinds of women. So I appreciate you both in, in what you do. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. So you told us about a lot of things that you all do in the community. And, um, you know, there's different ways that you help deepen the relationship and understanding of God with the women um, in the community. And um, can you kind of let us know a little bit about maybe some things that you do, um, I guess, what can we expect in the coming months 
um, from you all, um, from both Grace and Color and Soja Society, the things that you have coming up that will help women deepen their relationship and understanding of God? Yeah, well, and, and you know, as I mentioned, we all, and even if you are not, um, even if you're very, very intentional about Bible study, sometimes we just, we need a plan. We sit down to study and we, we spend all of our time figuring out what we're going to study. <laughs> and now, some of you listening to me don't have this issue at all, but some do. And so one of the ways, one of our passions is to provide people with a kind of a structure in that way. So we will continue doing that. We have a full, full Bible studies each month. We do not just discuss what we think about this particular topic or scripture. We really, really work hard to make sure our studies are allowing other women to learn for themselves what the word is saying to them. And then we have times where we get together and we kind of share those with one another and we ask questions and things like that. But honestly, um, I think we as, as a church have, have done enough. We've done enough talking. And I do this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be fully, fully transparent here. I like to talk to people about what I'm learning in the Word. I love to do that. And I am, I, I would prefer to teach something devotionally. Say, oh, yeah, I did this, and this is what I think, and blah, 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 blah. And I, you know I like to talk. So anybody who's <laughs> listening to me, if you're still listening to me, I like to talk. I can do this. But what's most valuable is for women to get it from themselves and to learn how when, if there were no Internet, if there were no um, ability to get gain these resources from other other people, could you get to the Word of God and that be the only thing you have? And could you, do you have the skills to get in and read and study and learn? And that's what we're all about. So we again, we pray, we uh, we study, and we'll just continue doing that. That's what we have down the road, the same things we have now, and that is consistently showing up and being there for one another. Um, we hope to have a podcast down the road at some point. We, we're playing with fun stuff like that, ways to kind of encourage women in different ways. But honestly, our priority is is the women who are doing these studies with us. And we um, we just, we, we love them. And, and, and that's where, that's where our heart is right now. Awesome. 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 Well, I would love, um, if you could share some of the resources, cause I know I've used some of y'all's resources. If you could share some of the resources, um, that you think would be beneficial for everyone listening. Um, and even if there are some other resources that maybe you guys didn't create, but you found useful, um, and doing what you're doing, feel free, uh, feel free, sorry, <laughs> to share all the resources that, uh, you know, you, you think would be helpful for us in this season. Sure. Well, of course, getting in the words, the most important thing is we've been talking about ad nauseum. So um, I love my ESV and my CSV. It's interesting that we talked about both of those, those um, translations. I love both of those. They're the study Bibles. Um, and once I read, that tends to be my go-to study Bible. Um, I, When I need to go deeper in particular uh, theological um, thoughts, 
uh, or topics, I use um, Wayne Grudem's Systematic Theology book. It's a great big fat book, um, and and that's helpful for me to understand to to kind of to dive a little bit deeper when I want to get more academic in my study, so to speak. Um, I also, the, it, if you don't have a study Bible or study resource, going to something like the Blue Letter Bible, which is on con, on, online, is a resource that can help you with cross-referencing and, um, and reading different translations. It's really important to understanding the Word, and so the Blue Letter Bible is a great way to, uh, to do that. It is a free resource that anybody can access. Um, honestly, I do feel like Sojo um, Academy is a valuable resource. Um, I learned so much from the women in there, as I've already mentioned. I won't beat that dead horse, but um, we have fresh Bible studies that are that really um, we 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 do we write most of them ourselves, but we do have guest authors sometimes come in, and we are very very intentional about who we bring in. So I do feel really comfortable with everything that we, we put out, obviously. Finding a trusted, um, uh, your, your pastor, uh, my, one of my greatest resources is my husband because he happens to be my pastor. So his sermons um, week in and week out, they encourage me. And what I encourage you to do is if you are part of a local church, which please, I would encourage you to be part of a local church, whether you are meeting on, on uh, whether you're meeting in person yet or whether you have to meet online, wherever you are, um, don't forego that. Listen to that, uh, that sermon and then go take it. And throughout your week, maybe you take a day on Monday and you go through what was said and, and you go through the Bible and the, the scripture and you, and you learn more about it for yourself. Be cautious. If you listen to a sermon and there's, they have not, there has not been any gospel in that. There's not been any, any scripture there. And it's just somebody's opinion. Then find somebody else to listen to. And, and, and really that, that is a valuable free resource that you, that every Christian has right now. And uh, so I encourage you to do that as well. So, yeah, a Grace in Color, I have more of the artistic resources. I have prayer journal um, workshops. I have um, you to create your own prayer journal. I have, I, have, I have different resources online. But honestly, you don't, what we need is the Bible and resources to learn how to study it more. So that's what I'm going to encourage you to do. Okay. Now, I was trying to write down you were mentioning the academic study resource i didn't catch the name of it if you could tell us that uh -huh. it's systematic theology it's a book by wayne grudem it just happens to be one that's on my desk all the time um it is it's not one that you read from cover to cover it's one that you read depending on the topic that you're studying um i have many many commentaries and study bibles and um, and things that I could list off, but, but, you know, the important thing is finding one or two and then going to them after you've read the word. I personally have several copies of the word that I read the same passages in. I have, um, again, the ESV and the CSB. Um, and then also I have a, I, I love Charles Spurgeon, so I have a Spurgeon study Bible that just uh, gives me a little bit of his insights. I have a Bible that I, that's called the study of the story of redemption that um, it, it basically con interconnects um, one 
each passage of scripture to the full story of redemption. And for me, that's super, super helpful as I'm reading the word. Um, I also have a chronological Bible that I love to save by day. And it's actually the, the Bible in order that it actually happened. Um, so I don't want to overwhelm you guys with different resources and things like that. Whatever you have at your house, if it is a copy of the word of God, that's what I want you to pick up first and start reading. And then, of course, with the Bible journaling, we've been talking about Bible journaling, Bible journaling resources. There's so many out there now. Um, you can find some on my site. Again, the Sojo Academy, we have them every single month. Um, but those are things as well that you, um, your friend, Mr. Google, can help you with. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are things that you can do without a lot of extra expense. So, um, yeah, just I encourage you to get started. So just If you're not in the Word now, get in the word. If you are in the word, stay in the word. And, um, and it's, you know, it's a beautiful blessing. Okay. Don't, don't get me, Jen. Okay. So you, (laughs) all right. So I know on your site, you've got lots of different resources for, you would like if someone wanted to create like a prayer journal or something like that. Um, so you've got a lot of great, great resources, um, on your site with the Sojo Academy. Um, I know there's like, two different ways people can, um, kind of invest, um, in the word. And so that would be like the monthly rate. And then you all have like a a separate, like if you want to just kind of do one particular study kind of thing. Um, did you want to mention just a smidge about that? Just to let everybody know. So if you go to graceandcolor.com backslash welcome, I'm just going to put everything kind of there. Um, so you can, so you just have to go to one place and you kind of see all these resources. But what I, the Sojo we have where you could actually purchase just the Bible study itself to do on your own each month that we're doing. Or you could join the membership at a monthly, we have a monthly, quarterly, and annual rate for that. Um, the quarterly and annual rates give you a little bit of a discount, but they, it is, um, for that, that is where you get the Bible study, obviously, and we have workbooks, we have full-size covers, not because workbooks, that's where you get the creative kit, um, <clears throat> excuse me, and you get the, all of the community aspect of it, which I think is priceless, and then you get the workshops, which we do four to five, six a month, actually. This month, we've done many because we have Q&As every Friday. We have a resource um, every once a month on how to do a certain thing, like how to use commentaries was one this month. One was the how to use a blue letter Bible. We use, we have one coming up on journaling. Um, we have, so we have those. We have a creative workshop every month as well. So if you join the membership, then you kind of get all of those resources. Um, but if you're just interested in the study, we also have the ability to purchase that just one off. Um, the membership is very low. AJ and I, here's the thing with us, and, and I hate to say this because I don't know what this is, how this is going to come across, but our, our passion is, is ministry and not the, we're not as good with the business part of it. <laughs> so really, it's, it's pretty low pressure, low key. You can cancel at any time. But we have women who've been in there for the full two years who have truly, truly, their their lives have been changed. Their testimonies are beautiful. Um, and, and you know, I, I, I'm, I'm humbled 
by the fact that God has allowed um, this little sliver of the internet, this little sliver of his body to flourish in such a way um, that women are drawing closer to him. And, and now more than ever, this is important. So definitely, SojourAcademy.com. I mean, I could list all the websites, but if you want to go to graceandcolor.com backslash welcome, then I will put everything there, um, and you could kind of just check it out for yourself. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Pinterest, all the places, if you look for Grace and Color. Um, Instagram's where I love to connect the most. So DM me on Instagram. Say hello to me. I love meeting new friends. If you're listening to me and have never heard of me before, you go check me out, find me, and say hello. Because it's really not about just talking to you. It's about relationships with women mm-hmm. and gaining relationships with women. And so I definitely would love to hear from you. Awesome. And, and again, I know these were a lot of resources, but do not fret. Okay, ladies, don't fret. I will have all of this um, written up in the show notes. Thank God for show notes. Um, and um, yeah. I'll have the, right. <laughs> yes, I'll have all the, the websites there. So you can just click on the links and, and easily access the things that Jen's been talking to us about today. Um, so no worries at all. Um, you know, you can go to keepingitcenter.com to find the show notes look under the podcast um tab and then look for jen's episode and you know you click on that and you'll see all the show notes and the links there um as well as the links for how to contact her um, and keep in touch with her and, and build a relationship on your own um and so there's one last question that i ask every single guest um and it's how do you keep god at the center of your life we've heard how you know you're one of our healthcare workers on the front lines. Um, you're a mom of four. You know, you're a pastor's wife. You are in two different ministries, like so many different things. Um, how are you able in the midst of all that to truly keep God at the center of your life? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I will say that practically speaking, So I'll give you an overarching kind of answer and then a very practical answer. Overarching, I like to think of um, my salvation and the gift of that salvation and my faith and my relationship with God as, yes, being the center of my life, but kind of thinking of it as being like the umbrella over all of it. So instead of it being a part of who I am, I really, really strive to remind myself that it is my identity. My identity is not as a doctor or a mom or a wife or a um, ministry leader or, uh, you know, whatever. That Those are things that I do. They're part of my identity. But if I if I embrace those, then I also have to embrace the identity of the sinner because I sin every day. <laughs> and, you know, and, and, the, and, and the, the past mistakes that I've made and the you know, all of these other things, those are part of who I am as well, but that is not my identity. My identity is who I am in Christ. And so remembering my identity in Christ is really, really critical to understanding who I am in Christ and that God is, is the center, but the everything. He's the everything. He's not just the one center piece. He is over all things in my life. And and kind of having that, again, I'm visual, so having that visual thought 
to that respect does help me. And, and I have to wake up each day and remind myself of the gospel. And this is the practical part of it. How do I keep God in the center? How do I keep God as my all in all? Is to remind myself of the gospel every day. The gospel is not just for our salvation, but that, that I mentioned the worship person the cross earlier, that is not just for my salvation. That is for my living day to day to day to day to day. I cannot forget what he has done for me because that is what that is what brings me to my knees and 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 just I can't help but worship and I can't help but walk in his light and and towards the future that is one day mine because of that. And so I remind myself of the gospel every day. How do I do that? Well, some days it's easier than others. Some days it's better than others. But I try my very best to wake up and actually think to myself, I am a child of God. The day is the day that God has made. I may be dreading what's going to happen today. I may have to go in for a difficult day of work. Maybe you guys have been home with your kids since March unintentionally, and you're tired. Okay? Maybe you're dreading having to school them one more day. Maybe you are dreading a relationship that is strange. Maybe you are you're struggling with that. Maybe you maybe your marriage is suffering right now. Maybe you are sick and you're dreading the doctor's appointment coming up and the treatment. And I mean, it doesn't matter. I could I could go on and on and on with circumstances. But no matter what it is, waking up and remembering, okay, no matter what stands before me and my circumstances, my reality is that I'm a child of God. I'm a daughter of the king. I have been bought with a price. I am currently a joint heir with Christ, and my identity is in him. And just kind of waking with that mindset, and, and then just a simple, quick prayer of God, help me live today and remember that, remembering your gospel. Help me live today with that in my mind. So that's one practical way I do it. I do not forsake gathering whenever I can with other believers. This is something that's challenging in this past year. Um, but if you're in a place where you can safely gather, do that. If you cannot, find a community in some way so that you can be and something. I really need you not become an island. Christianity is not a solo sport. Do not become an island in and of yourself because we need each other. Ladies, you need that other, those other people that get on your nerves just a little bit and they're not perfect, you need them because <laughs> guess what? You're not perfect either and you get on their nerves a little bit, mm-hmm. right? I'm, I'm preaching to myself. I'm mm-hmm. not talking to you. I'm just saying <laughs> we need each other. So I am so very imperfect, but I try to pray daily for the strength that's in Christ in me to move step by step a little closer in my relationship with God through reading, studying the Bible, Keeping an attitude of worship is all the things I do. Serving others, serving others in my house by being um, the best wife, mother, pastor's wife, leader of women, doctor. I can be. I don't succeed in that very often, but it is a it is a a goal. It is a passion, and honestly, the only way I can do any of it is by remembering what Christ did for me on the cross, and again remembering that gospel. So that's. That I don't. I mean, I don't know if that's helpful to anybody, but uh, waking up, remembering your identity, um, no matter how you failed the day before, is so important. Because and if you're not trusting in Christ, if you're not trusting in Christ, 
here's the great thing. You're hearing this right now. And you, you, you're, you're wondering how this can be used, right? You, all you have to do is, is remember what God did for you. Trust in that and cry out to him. And he will be, he will be able to rescue you. He will not just rescue you from your own sin, which is awesome, but he rescues us from the wrath of God. He, I am rescued from the very wrath. I can stand before God now and not face his wrath, but, but instead be told, well, done good and faithful servant because of the work of Christ on the cross. So trust in that today. And if you do trust in that, remember that today. Okay, I'm going to stop preaching now. Um, <laughs> that's, that's what I try to do imperfectly and inadequately, but as I say it over and over again, I'm reminded to do it over and over again. Yeah. I appreciate the response because I remember um, years ago before starting this podcast ministry that that really was a huge struggle for me. It's like, well, God, I mean, I know you said take our thoughts captive. Like, I thought I did it. Why am I still struggling with this? Why am I still struggling with that? You know, thinking that it's a one and done thing. And I love what you said that it's, it's an intentional thing. Like every day we're waking up saying, okay, God, I, mm-hmm. I know your word and I'm going to trust you with it. You know, even when battles come, cause they're going to come, <laughs> you know, they're, they're going to come. That's one thing we can bank on. They're going to come, but it's, it's the problem's not enough. Gosh, try not to turn this into another conversation, <laughs> but I was trying to tell my, one of my kids this the other day is, is, you know, the, the issue is not that the problems come, it's our response. You know, are we going to cleave to God? Mm-hmm. Are we going to trust him? Are we going to be intentional about, um, you know, focusing on him and not the problem in and of itself? Um, so yeah, that's definitely been a, a big lesson I've learned over the past few years that this, this is a daily intentional walk so I love your response it's very helpful (laughs) well it's easier to say than do but I think as we get as we strive towards it it it, God will meet us and help us yeah in our frailty he is strong right right amen amen to that Well, awesome. Jen, I have had such a blast chatting with you, um, as always. And I just thank you so, so much for, um, taking the time out of your schedule to share with us. Um, and, uh, I, like I said, I will have all of this stuff up on, um, the site at keepingitcenter.com. Um, and, uh, if anyone needs anything, feel free to shout us out, let us know. And, um, you know, we'll point you to where you need to go. So thanks again, Jen, and I hope you have a great day. Thank you so much again for having me. If you've been driving along, you can find today's show notes over at www.keepingitcentered.com. While you're there, don't forget to sign up for the Centered Notes, our bi-weekly devotional newsletter. And follow us over at Instagram, at Keeping It Centered.